Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Full of frustration, full of despair, from years of hurt, disappointment and relegation, two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Here we go then, another episode of the MLS UK show, this time uh, with Henry Hewitt. It's always with Henry Hewitt. Yeah, but you've actually bothered to, you know, turn up, which is nice. It's always nice. Yeah, it's nice not doing it on Zoom. Uh, <laughs> it's nice to see you in the flesh rather than on a screen. Uh, and it's nice to be here as well, full episode of the MLS UK show. Although if uh, this weekend's action in MLS is to anything to go by, uh, one of us may not be lasting the whole show. We might be getting sent off. Yeah, that is true. Um, it might get physical, uh, it might get abusive, but uh, hey, it's just another podcast. Um, first things first, how are the playoffs? Uh, oh, in uh, in England, in mm. League One, yeah. Uh, 1-1, the first game, Bolton v Barnsley. It's, uh, it's a bit tetchy in the Hewitt household because obviously Poppy and her family are Barnsley fans. Uh, well, I say Poppy's a Barnsley fan. She doesn't actually care, to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's. It, I mean, it's the playoffs. You've experienced the playoffs with Norwich. It's uh, it's exciting yet uh, very scary at the same time. Yeah, uh, I've seen Norwich in the playoffs twice. I believe is that yeah twice. Um, we got to the final both times. Won one, lost one. So, ah, I uh, Bolton have been in the. This is the first time in League One playoffs. I've seen us in the Championship playoffs. Three times. We're in three times in the first like five years of me watching Bolton. And then because we were in the Premier League for so long, we've never been in the playoffs since. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's all relatively new. But uh, yeah, now I uh, I mean, I've experienced the playoffs with Atlanta a lot, you know, within that time, more than Bolton. So. I, I can't help thinking that the uh, championship needs a bit more um, MLS energy because Norwich finished a despicable disgusting 13th in the championship this year. I'm so used to us winning it. It's always <laughs> awful. Um and I just can't help thinking well we'd have made the playoffs if we'd have played in MLS and finished 13th. You'd have made the playoffs if you'd have finished 20th. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Um but uh, hey I'm I'm looking forward hopefully Bolton get promoted then of course we can have the MLS UK show derby again next year. Well it normally goes well for you. Yeah, well, different team now, different team. Uh, but we're not here to talk about uh, our English football teams. Well, we will be if Bolton end up getting promoted. I'm sure I'll mention that a few times. But for now, it is back to MLS. Um, a rivalry week this week in MLS. Um, it was a mixed bag of matches, some real fierce matches, some others... Oh, some real rivalries, burning hot rivalries, and then... Some not so much. Yeah, uh, SKC Minnesota mm. not known. I think they just get put together. You At- know, Atlanta and Charlotte. That oh, hey, that's that's be burning hot. Charlotte, a thousand fans travel. That's becoming a bit of a rivalry. <sighs> I know, but can they not just? I say that I'm like a broken record. Just decide who the rivals are and keep it that way. Like Atlanta, Atlanta, Orlando. You couldn't stop MLS from going on about it, and then all of a sudden, no, I don't care. It's Columbus. Then it's Charlotte. What's going on? Yeah, and uh, with San Diego joining, I'm sure they'll be... Atlanta's big rivals. (laughs) Yeah, everyone just gets put with Atlanta. New York City, a few men, (laughs) and San Diego joining. 
Uh, but it's what we're in MLS for. It's one of the MLSisms that we uh, we've come to enjoy. Rivalry week, where there's about four of them in the season. But I watched. We'll, we'll come on to this later because I, I want to talk like in depth about last night's game. But um, San Jose LA Galaxy. Yeah, there was not an ounce of rivalry to it. They, it was like all calm, very polite, like you know, passing around. They were abusing the ref more than they were abusing each other. It was it's not a rivalry. They don't care. Well, I mean, going off LA Galaxy and San Jose's uh, Twitter accounts in the uh, days leading up to it, it seemed to do care. Mm, uh, show it on the pitch. Well, yeah. Uh, we'll be talking about what happened in rivalry week, plus all the other talking points within MLS. And we've got a game to play as well, which Elliot's not told me anything about. <laughs> uh, that's coming up on today's MLS UK show. But before that, we need to do, as always... The Anton Watts game with a changing name. Yeah, so this is a player that's played in the UK and in MLS. So I will read you their career path. You've got to work out. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, I do a radio show in the day. And as soon as I say, you've got to work out, I was going to say the artist and the title. It's a different game. Something else that we play. Um, you've got to work out who the player is. Okay. They started their career. And this will explain a lot. As the as the career path progresses, they started their career at Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea. Okay. And therefore, then have played for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight clubs while at Chelsea. Because typical Chelsea. Chelsea send them out on loan, yeah. Middlesbrough, Ostersund, Wickham Wanderers, Sheffield United, Leeds United, Vitesse, Bristol Rovers... And Rotherham United. Wow. Whilst at Chelsea. Whilst at Chelsea. Okay. They then went to LAFC. Right. Then Huddersfield Town. And they are currently at Exeter City and have played 38 times this season. Well, Exeter City are in Bolton's league, but I couldn't tell you so any So you've of them. seen them play. I, yes. You've seen them play this season. But I can't tell you any of their players. If they've played 38 games, they've played against Bolton this year. Right, okay. Um, I'll have a think. I'll try and think back. Uh, we beat them 2-0 at home. It was just before Christmas. Mm. So I'll have to think back a few months. Uh, if you know, let us know. At MLS UK Show. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You can also email us, hello at MLS.show. Tell us where you're up to in the podcast, because if you wait till the end and find out then, we'll know. Career goals, zero, by the way. Right, okay. Is that a clue? Big clue. Right, let us know if you know. Coming up, we're going to be talking about what happened this weekend in MLS. But first, let's hear from myself and Elliot talking about our sponsor. The MLS UK Show. Yes, we are, of course, brought to you by Soccer90.com. It is the place to go for all of your MLS merch. In fact, all of your world soccer merch. And we have a discount code for you as well. Yes, if you want any MLS jerseys, international jerseys, European club jerseys and much more, then head to Soccer90.com and whilst you're at the checkout in the discount code, type in MLS UK, you get 20% off too. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. So let's have a look what happened this weekend in MLS and we're going to start off with the last match of the weekend, yesterday. As we speak right now, LA Galaxy 2, San Jose 1. It was part of rivalry week, despite what you say. <laughs> um, and uh, LA Galaxy have got the win. Uh, they're no longer bottom of the conference. They went bottom for overnight, but they've jumped back up to second bottom. A good win? Um, yes and no. I, I got up at 2.30 in the morning to watch this because I was sick of saying... Um, LA Galaxy are rubbish. I'm sick of talking about all the protests about LA Galaxy not, you know, being very good on and off the field, and not actually getting to take in the soccer that's being played. Um, obviously, with Apple TV, the, an MLS season pass, the downside is that the games are all at the same time most of the time. So, really nice that we got um, a little Sunday evening. Monday morning for us. Um, so I got up and I watched this and the problems are st like, it's really apparent that it's just quite simply the finishing for Galaxy. Mm. So um, before we get into individual players, just looking um, just looking at stats alone for LA Galaxy, and I, I hate just quoting stats, but seriously, the X XG per game at home for Galaxy 
is 1.99. Overall, they're scoring less than one goal per game. Less than one goal a game. Less than a goal a game over on average this season. They're conceding 1.64 goals per game overall, uh, 1.67 at home. And you just can't help thinking if they just put their chances away, obviously they need to tighten up at the back a little bit. Um, but if they just put their chances away, they'd be in such a better position because they're clearly, you know, the XG comes with a caveat, but it's measuring the quality of chances and they're not scoring as many as they should. Um, and when I watched this game, I, I saw why. Chicharito, love the guy, was dreadful. Oh, mate, really bad. Right, okay. really bad. To the point where his individual XG, so his expected goals, I was expecting it to be like three point something because it, he had so many chances, but he actually failed to make contact with two of those big chances. So they don't even get registered in his XG. And that's why it is actually lower than one. Cause I saw it and I was like, how is it lower than one? Like he should have scored a bucket full of goals uh, last night, this morning. Um, but he actually failed to make contact with two of the massive chances. And I just really, like, I really want him to do well, but it's not, it's not worked out at LA galaxy for a man of his stature. Yes. He scored goals should have scored twice as many. And last night, didn't register a single shot on target. That's not good enough. Yeah, well, I mean, LA Galaxy have obviously had a, a stop-start season. Um, you know, they clearly aren't scoring enough goals, yet conceding a lot. We saw that against LAFC in El Tráfico. Mm. Um, you know, you look last night and Ricky Pooch scored. I mean, it was probably harder for him to miss uh, his goal. Mm, I think he's been taken off him. Has it? Mm. Right, okay. Uh, because in the commentary, he like poked it across the line. I think it already crossed the line. And they said, oh, he's the first player to score more than one goal this season for Galaxy. Like he's so yeah. far, every player's just got one goal each. Um, and then they took it off him. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think it's, it's obviously not been working out. They have picked up a couple of positive results in recent weeks, but then, you know, you look at the Colorado defeat and that was really poor. LA, we, you know, we're having this discussion about LA Galaxy and it's clear, as you've said there, what the problems are mm. and what we need to address. And to be honest with Galaxy, I'd actually say that them scoring is, I would have said that was fine. Before the season, you say, oh yeah, they won't have any problems scoring. It's the defensive yeah, yeah, play. Yeah. I mean, they've not been defending very well, but obviously they're not scoring and that has been the main issue. You kind of just expect them to outscore their opponent with with the likes of Chicharito, but I, I, I don't have anything against him. I just watched him and thought you're not very good, which <laughs> <laughs> is it's, it's a sad sad state of affairs, really. Um, so he sh- he sh- could sh- have sh- scored a hat trick easily, by is, the way. Not not like oh, he definitely could have scored. He should have scored a hat trick. Is Chicharito gone back to LA Galaxy season one then? Yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, well, I didn't think it was. It couldn't surely couldn't be that bad as if it's season one. Chicharito. You go and watch the highlights and you come back to me. <laughs> um, no, but I, I do think Chicharito, you know, I, I, I'll i be honest, it was on at half two in the morning here, so I didn't watch the match uh, last night. But, um, you know, I mean, the guy, I think the guy has got enough to come back and score goals and score important goals for LA Galaxy. Mm. I think it's good that they've brought Ricky Pugin. Um, they've also got Jolovic as well, who was, you know, they, they can take the workload off him. They can score goals, take the pressure well, off him. Jovalich certainly took the workload off him. It came on, replaced him and scored straight away, well, uh, which turned out to be the winning goal. So, um, yeah, work, work to be done up top for Galaxy. The, the thing that really, really killed it for me, when you get up at 2.30 in the morning to watch an MLS game, um, I, with a few minutes to go... I was like, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a little bet on here. I'm gonna put an under on. Right. So it was one nil, and I was like, right, I'm gonna say there's gonna be under two point five goals. So Jovalic scored immediately, but it was in like the past ninety minutes. So I was like, we're fine, we're home and dry here. Then the San Jose goal that they pulled back, it was so offside. It was, I was absolutely. Fe- I actually sat there really calmly, like, well, that's even just from seeing it not in the replay seeing it in real time i was like well he's so offside that's gonna that's gonna be um disallowed like var will review that so i actually just sat there really calmly like smugly just 
checking my bet, like thinking, no, it's all right, it doesn't matter. He was so offside and they didn't, they, they didn't even look at it. He just blew the whistle for full time. Like, you're ab- you've killed me there. You've <laughs> absolutely killed me. And Galaxy defenders and keeper, they'll be on clean sheet bonuses. It was He was so offside, like, by a long, long, long way. And they've just gone, doesn't matter. Just blow the whistle. Like, you've killed me. You financially killed me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't say that. That may, We'll be doing a... a- Collecting money for you. <laughs> no, but all, all seriousness, I just think, what, what, how is that, how, how is that goal? That's one of the worst examples of like refereeing and use of VAR I've ever seen in MLS. Like it was so bad. Um, it was a deflected shot, but even when the shot was taken, he was so far offside. Um, there was a player off the pitch, a defender off the pitch injured, which I think is why they've allowed it as yeah. if he's playing him on. He's not even on the pitch. So, yeah, um, do better LA Galaxy up top and do better MS and uh, VAR. Hey, but what does that teach us, ladies and gentlemen? Bet responsibly. Referee responsibly. <laughs> uh, right, well, let's uh, move on talk about two other teams who we spoke about in our last stoppage time episode because they uh, fired their head coaches. Of course, we mean Chicago Fire and New York Red Bulls. And we've been both progressing in the US Open Cup in the week and then both winning at the weekend it possibly shows that they were the right decisions uh, let's start with Chicago Fire they kicked off the weekend they beat uh, St. Louis 1-0 uh, Frank Kloplas is in charge of course he's been around Chicago Fire for a while um, a real hero a legend at the club um, he, I think he's gone back to basics and it's worked out for them a good win this yeah, it's that classic new manager bounce. Um, Chicago and New York Red Bulls uh, actually next to each other in the table uh, currently, twenty first and twenty second, um, and it's that it's that home form that we we spoke about previously that they really need to improve on. Really strong start, um, and they but they have to build on that now. Mm. Um, I I really think that they do have a roster to be a lot better than than twenty first. Um, just in attack alone, so much had been made of Shakiri and how that hasn't really worked. No. You have to get the best out of him. And then I think you automatically make the playoffs. Um, Chris Mueller, you know, we've we've had on the show, the, the man's mentality is probably his strongest asset. Um, very good with his feet as well. So like you have to get him involved in the game. They've got so much talent. So make that work. Yeah, I mean, what's funny now is that Chicago, with that win, are actually only a point off the sort of playoff mm. playoffs yeah, yeah. Uh, within the East. So uh, it's it's funny how one weekend can completely change the narrative of your season. Um, but yeah, I think this is what Chicago needed. They just needed to go back to basics, you know, play the the better players and get it into, you know, and in, and in, and utilize them better. And that's what they did against St. Louis. St. Louis probably won't want to play Chicago again for a while, having been knocked out in the weeks of him in the US Open Cup. Um, and now uh, St. Louis uh, have got four home games in a row coming up. So uh, they're still third in the conference, but I think uh, we should see them uh, t- uh, you know, get back to form because they've not won in a month now. Uh, but Chicago, yeah, there's uh, it's a positive weekend for ones for Chicago Fire. And let's see how we do. Like you said there, they've got the players to utilise. They should be making playoffs in our opinion. So let's see what happens. Uh, New York Red Bull. Won uh, they won the um, uh, the Hudson River Derby against mm. New York City FC? Our friend UK NYC FC Barney he went over to watch the game. Was sticking his stickers all over Red Bull Arena, um, but a good win for Red Bulls. This and uh, well again much needed for them. They've they were struggling and now they've come out and uh, probably won arguably the biggest match of the season. Yeah. Uh... Ultimately, they've doubled their home wins just from that alone, which uh, which is vital. They had uh, three draws and a loss, which is not it's not awful. But when you're not picking up points away, I think you know your home form is super important. Um, they too, have, you know, they're in an interesting time. We've seen them dominate with with Atlanta just a few seasons ago, and yeah, the roster isn't quite at that level. Um, but we've talked about how many playoff places there are. It's certainly strong enough for them to be making a making the real playoffs um so i don't really have any worries about about new york they're they're three points off charlotte and montreal and orlando and uh columbus as well columbus you kind of 
I, I keep thinking of had an incredible start, but they're level on points with some quite uh, some teams that have had a very min- mediocre uh, opening to the season. So um, it's all still very tight. And I think the crucial thing here is pulling the trigger early on the coach because we've talked to before about how that doesn't tend to happen. Yeah, well, we're going to talk in just a minute about another team who could possibly benefit from... Uh, from uh, firing their head coach as well, maybe. But um, just a, a quick one on Red Bulls. They're obviously, um, you know, Troy Lassane has got the job. They've, they've given him a job to the end of the season. I, do you think that's a bit too soon to do that? I know he's got a, a win in his first two games, but surely there's enough time for him to go, right, you do it for now. We're going to get a new, even if it's in the summer, you know, even if it's someone from Europe that we need to wait a few months far. I thought that the these two sackings coincided with the end of the season in Europe. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like they've got any moves that they're prepared to make. So that did surprise me a little bit. Um, a lot of the time when you say, oh, till the end of the season, it's sort of like, well, we're not going to go up. We're not going to go down. We're just going to stick with it. It's very early to be doing that. It is. Uh, New York City FC, though, are in 10th. They've lost their last four, including in the US Open Cup. I feel in this game, they had a lot of possession, New York City FC, but they didn't really do much with it. Um, the lack of firepower up front, that's a bit worrying, isn't it, Farland? Well, we've talked about, at the start of the season, we had a conversation on the podcast about Talis Magno and how he was kind of going to be their main striker, even though he's basically a left winger. Um, you know, in the conversation with Chicago, it would be like playing Chris Mueller through the middle. It's not where he's going to be most effective. So, um, yeah, a little bit, uh, a little bit surprised they haven't, at a club of their stature, they haven't found someone to ultimately out and out replace Castellanos. Where that was the question we kept asking ourselves last yeah. season: Are they going to be able to replace him? They haven't done so far for me. No, I'd agree with that, and I think uh, that's where that's what they're missing at the moment. NYCFC. I mean, you know, it's NYCFC. We've seen over the last few years that you know if they get it right, then they will go on a run and make playoffs, and yeah. they'll get quite far into the playoffs. So I'm not worried about them for this season. But yeah, at the moment, there's definitely a lack of firepower up there, and which needs addressing. Maybe again, they maybe they're waiting till the summer. Maybe they're waiting for the European season to end, and they're going to uh, surprise us with a signing. Who knows? Well, Toronto surprises with a few. Uh, European signings last season mm. um, not really worked out um, Bob Bradley put in charge of basically everything at TFC um, he's got the cleaning contracts managing the team driving <laughs> them to practice the lot um, I'm struggling with Toronto at the, at the minute Yeah, last season really poor mm. this season not any better lost against Montreal that's not a game that you want to be losing when your job's on the line and previous to that in no away wins at all no well this is the who we were talking about when we're saying that they will look at what has happened at red bulls they'll look at what happened uh, with chicago and look well they've had a bit of a bounce do they need one uh bob bradley is far more experienced within within mls you know than a lot of other head coaches in the league so maybe he will get a the benefit of it out a bit more. But I think at the moment, it just isn't working out, obviously. You know, I mean, I think it's just as well. I mean, if you look at the narrative of this game, you know, obviously there was an issue with the first goal where they let the centre-half just waltz through and lay it off to Lapalainen. Then the sending off, which was poor discipline from Marshall Rossi. Then 2-0. And then afterwards, it kicks off. You know, there's just a lack of discipline there. There's a lack of... For me... I don't think it's a lack of effort from Toronto because they clearly care about you know about it, and that's what we saw after the game. I just think there's a lack of there's a lack of intelligence at the moment on the pitch, and it's really surprising considering that Bob Bradley is their head coach. Well, just looking through the results as well, you know, we talk about home form. At home, you know, they beat New York City, good result, but they played Atlanta at home and drew, should have won the game. They played Charlotte at home and drew, that was also two two, should have won the game. They drew with Columbus, should be winning the game. And, you know, they lost to New England Revolution. Well, New England have have won three or four away games already this season. So you can kind of explain that one away. But for me, two wins all season at a club the size of Toronto, of the expectations the size of Toronto is nowhere near, nowhere near good enough. Well, yeah, it's extremely poor, isn't it? It's uh, it's not what we expect from Toronto, and not what we thought we would we would get from Toronto. We had high opinions of them. We we knew it would be a pressure season. They've brought two big players in. They've got a big head coach in. We thought, okay, yeah, the pressure is on, 
But we expected so much more than this. It's been so poor. And Toronto fans, I would love to know what you think. Do you think Bob Bradley's time is up at the club? Do they need a change? Or, you know, because we look at Montreal, for example, who do you play against? A few weeks ago, we're saying that Montreal are poor. Montreal's start to the season has been disappointed and we don't know where, what we expect from them and we don't expect much from them. Now look at them now. They've won four in a row after only winning one of the first seven and they're in seventh place in the conference. So it can turn around, but is it going to turn around? There is a positive at TFC. I don't want to be a typical bloke here, but um, Maria, who does their socials, uh, very nice. And I follow her on Instagram and she's... That's it. That's the only positive I've got for Toronto at the minute. Well, there we go. Hi, <laughs> hi Maria. Maria Papadakis. <laughs> Greetings. Um, so Montreal have hit farm. Uh, one or two other teams that have hit farm again. Like we got, we've got to talk about first of all into Miami. Where's this come from? We were, you know, hmm. we were talking about Phil Neville's. Uh, you know, his job was on the line. Now suddenly they're winning every game. Phil Neville said to MLS after the game that. You know, they need to have that winning non-in-six mentality of being desperate to win that next game. They need to have that throughout the season, not just when they have gone non-in-six. And they've won the last few games. Jose Martinez scored again. A good win against New England Revolution, who were top of the conference. Yeah, New England Revolution and Columbus in the early starts, uh, you know, early sort of seven to eight weeks of the season looked really strong. New England Revolution, I watched a lot. Uh, Columbus, I saw quite a few games of. And... As soon as Inter Miami went to uh, Lower.com Stadium and uh, beat them at the end of April, they've been a different team. And now they've been able to beat New England Revolution as well. Of course, the win over Atlanta, which uh, is well documented with uh, Martinez scoring. I mean, six losses on the bounce. Two of those were, were home games. So they lost to New York away, Toronto away. Then they beat Chicago at home. They lost to Cincinnati away. They lost to Dallas at home and then they went away to Houston and lost. And all of a sudden they just they're a different team again. But it worries me. That kind of fragility worries me a little bit because it could so easily go the other way. They've won three in a row. What's the, I don't even know who they play next. Nashville away. What are the chances they go and make that four? You know, like are they gonna then lose one and and then lose three or four off the back of it? It seems it seems a little bit rickety. Well, this is what we expect from Inter Miami. We've seen it before, haven't we? That they go on these great runs and then they'll lose a couple of games 5 0 and mm. Phil Neville will be under pressure again. But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, some of the, the games they've won Columbus, Atlanta, and New England Revolution are good teams. They're impressive wins. And before that, Philly, the, the last yeah. game before their losing streak was against Philly. Was it 2 0? Yeah. The, the, they, they've had some really bizarre results. Really bizarre. Well, talking of bizarre, David Ruiz uh, kind of had a... Well, he had an interesting game, to say the least. 19-year-old, he scored his first MLS goal. Yeah. Got, his, uh, got an assist as well for Jose Martinez's goal. And then uh, got booked and got sent off. So, uh, a perfect match, I guess. Um, you know, so... It's uh, so Miami. It is Miami. It's literally so Miami. I don't know. Do we congratulate the guy or do we say he should do better? It's but, hard to say, really. Yeah, but, uh, well, let's be positive. Well done, a 19-year-old uh, Ruiz who got his uh, first MLS goal. Um, and yeah, into Miami, up to sixth now in the East. And uh, they're, they're looking forward, they're looking up. And, uh, you know, it's it's so it's so interesting at Miami. It's so interesting because it looks like, you know, I don't know, it looks like Messi probably isn't coming now. He seems to be coming and not coming. Come to his senses, more like. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so they, they have to think of a plan B. They have got to, I don't know whether that be another European player to bring in. Uh, well, obviously Messi isn't European, but from Europe. And, um, or whether they stick with what they've got. But at the moment, if they stick with what they've got, if they play like they are doing, then they'll be fine and they'll they'll be getting I just don't know if it's sustainable. I think it's more likely that you find a middle ground between them losing six in a row and, and then winning the next three. There's more likely to be a middle ground. So, um, I do think lower end of playoffs is a realistic target still. Well, that brings us on to Sporting KC. And I know we're talking about oh, them every week. You want to talk about a losing streak? <laughs> okay. Okay then, SKC. Uh, I won't read it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel that because we were talking about SKC so much in uh, in that sort of time, mm. saying Peter Vermees is his time up, we have to now talk about them positively because they won at yeah. Seattle, followed that up, 3-0 at home to Minnesota. And it just, they look a totally different team. They look so confident. What a result this was. 
And where's this come from? Where was this at the start of a season? Yeah, well, more shots on target, more possession. The 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 uh, the win on the road in Seattle, of course, um, giving them giving them a lot of confidence. Um, and to be honest, they had Minnesota rattled a little bit. Mm. Uh, Minnesota had committing so many fouls. Um, yeah, I mean, Shallowy, we know proper player once he's you know in form and and getting service. Uh, Kinder as well, a lot of you know, a lot made of of him and and Johnny Russell with with an assist. We've crawled, we've called out Johnny Russell. You know, needs needs to do more. Um, but again, they now have to win. Realistically, one, two, three, four. They've got to win about six games now just to make up for the poor start to the season. Yeah, because they dropped so many points. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven losses. And three draws since the start of the season, all before they won a game. Yeah, well, it shows how tight it is at the bottom of the West. The fact that they are only three points behind Minnesota, who mm. in the last sort of. But Minnesota have been poor. They have been, yeah. But I mean, SKC have been worse. Yeah. Uh, and even though they are still bottom, if they win, they can go above, you know, level on points with Minnesota, who are in ninth at the moment. So, yeah, this is shows in MLS and Minnesota haven't even won a home game yet. No, that, that's how bad they've been. <laughs> but they, uh, they, yeah, they've not won in over a month now. But the yeah, this shows with MLS. It shows that they this sort of cycle of teams having poor runs, being under pressure, and then suddenly picking up wins and being back up the league. It's it, you know it's really difficult to analyze because you've got two teams that have sacked the head coaches and now suddenly are, are winning. But then you've got teams like Miami and SKC who go, well, we kept our head coaches and we then eventually knew we would start winning. So mm. maybe there's hope for Toronto just yet. I, I wonder as well. I mean, just to touch on Minnesota, we said they haven't won a game at home. They've had a really poor start to the season because all they've done is win away, um, which is weird because it's hard to do. But just looking at the games they've got coming up, they've got Houston at home. They could win that. They go away to Portland, who are a shadow of their former selves. They've got RSL, who are struggling. They've got Austin, who are struggling. They've got Toronto, who are struggling. Those next five games is their season. Mm. And not to be dramatic, but if they're going to do anything, they need four, four or five wins there. Well, we'll have to wait and see. And chances are, knowing MLS, they will probably get those <laughs> four or five wins. Um, right, I, I want to. The last game we're going to talk in depth about is going to be Austin versus Dallas. Now, Austin have had a poor start to the season compared to what we did last year, and I think yeah. so far we've not really spoke much about Austin. Uh, we've kind of brushed, keep on brushing over it, going, yeah, they're not playing as well as what they were. They're missing Dryusi now. Mm. They got uh, Redis sent off on uh, Saturday evening. They lost the game one nil. What is going on at Austin? Because they've won two all season at home. This is they've not won now since the twelfth of March. This isn't what we expected from Austin. It's not. Uh, they're conceding more than they're scoring at home and and away. I know that's a really simplistic way of looking at it, but that is why that's where it's all going wrong. Um, creating chances isn't necessarily a problem. If they were to create that same amount of chances as they have but conceded half the amount of goals. They were, their season would be looking so, so different. So we're not necessarily looking at problems with, you know, Driussi, uh, you, you mentioned, if they could tighten up at the back, they could offset that loss. But currently, if they're going to keep conceding at this rate and now be without Driussi, I don't know what to say, <laughs> to be honest. Well, yeah, Jesus Ferreira got the good goal in the 89th minute. They almost hung on. It's his sixth of the season. First goal since scoring for the US in April, actually. Yeah, mad. So, um, but yeah, Austin at 12th now in the West. And they're another team. I mean, don't I don't think for one minute that Josh Wolf is, is under pressure, but they are another team that is, they need to pick up wins sooner or later. Mm. Are they going to find themselves at the bottom and being talked about more like SKC and LA Galaxy? So um, I do think Austin will turn it around. I think, uh, you know, I think for me, I don't know whether it's a bit of a hangover from last season. They did so well last season. Obviously, they lost out to LAFC in the, um, in the conference final, but it's uh, yeah, I think we just need to re re get you know refine that energy from last year, which I'm sure they will do. Well, if SKC are to be believed, the way to turn around your season is just pop to Cascadia, beat Seattle, 
and turn it all around. And that's who they've got next. So easy, right? Yeah. Easy. Well, we'll see. Because uh, not even uh, Mark Henry. Do you remember him, the big wrestler from back in the day? I do. He was banging the drum for Austin at the weekend. Didn't uh, didn't help them out. So ah. uh, they sexual to... chocolate wasn't enough. <laughs> it wasn't. Maybe they'll have to go for I don't know the big show instead. Um, right. Let's uh, let's round off uh, the results in uh, in MLS this weekend. Atlanta one, Charlotte three. Who was there? Scotty too hotty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Justin Miram scored two goals. Oh, don't! It was disgusting. He was too cool. Yeah, for imagine, right? I can't. I can't. Just let me. Right. No. Just please. Do you remember the time when Atlanta would put a video of them getting off the bus, and it would be all the crown emojis. The kings are here. It was so arrogant, right? And yeah. it was disgusting. It was a horrible time to live through. The arrogance of Atlanta in that moment was horrible, right? This same club just allowed Justin Miram to score against them twice, and their left winger is Andrew Gutman. I'm not even bantering you anymore. I'm just like, you have to agree. It's tragic. It's not even a joke, and it's not for the show. It's not like to wind you up. It's just a fact. It's so bad. Well, the thing with Atlanta is, for me, now the, we've lost our last three in MLS. Kings are here. But we're still fourth. It could be a lot worse. Well, yeah, that's because no one wants... We've just been discussing. No one wants to win anything. We've just discussed that. <laughs> that is true. But uh, XG was over 1.5 on, on Saturday. Mm. It's just, yeah, it, it's just that the defence needs to... You've got World of... Cup winners missing sitters. You've got World Cup winners playing next to Andrew Gutman. I'm like, what it is was, happening? Okay. It was a bad day. It was a bad day. What is office. happening? We will turn it around. I think fourth. I think Atlanta will finish about fourth in uh, in the conference this year. So we're about on par. That's my opinion. Okay. Uh, Columbus 2, Orlando 2. Got to praise Orlando. 2-0 down. No, don't. Hold it back. 2-2. Two, two. Uh, Duncan Maguire scored again last minute. Um, are you impressed with Maguire? Impressed with Maguire. Should be starting. Okay. Um, so 2-2, two, two, Orlando 11th at the moment. Seven places below Atlanta in the east. Uh, DC 1, Nashville 1. Uh, Alex Mule with a goal off his armpit, which was a first for me. Yeah, not a nice finish, that. It was. They're uh, they're in third now. They've picked up a bit of farm. Anything for a deodorant advert sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, true. DC in ninth, uh, but unbeaten in the last uh, four of the last five. So they have picked up farm again. Um, right, where else have we not been so far? Houston v Seattle. Feel really bad for UK. Houston and Seattle fans, there was a weather delay and it was a late start anyway. So... Uh, I'm sure you had a very quiet Sunday morning. I didn't watch that one. No. Uh, Houston went down to 10 men and almost held out. But uh, Paul Rothrock uh, got the goal. He was playing for the Tacoma Defiance in MLS Next Pro. Uh, that was his, his last week he was playing for them and he scored in MLS. So what a story that is. Four minutes after coming on. That's Houston's first loss at home this season as well. They were doing really well at home. They were. And the, uh, you know, I mean, with Bassi and Herrera being sent off, um, you know, they, it wasn't a surprise that Seattle eventually got the goal. Uh, Seattle remained top of the West. Uh, let's see. Finally, Colorado won. Philadelphia two. Good win for Philly. They've, uh, they're up to fifth. Uh, they'll be disappointed he got knocked out of the US Open Cup in the week. Um, I think he's been stop-start with the Champions League for them. But to be fifth, to be heading into mid-May in fifth, I think Philadelphia probably take that with yeah, all everything I'm, else going on. I'm not judging anyone who's still in CONCACAF right now. Well, we're not. Well, <laughs> who's been playing in CONCACAF, I should say. I was looking down at LAFC as the next game who beat RSL. Um, but yeah, they've had a difficult They've had a difficult season. This is their time that they can start building on that. Uh, LAFC, of course, uh, still going strong and winning games in MLS. Yeah, Buanga, what a goal that was. Uh, nine for the season um, outside the area. Top corner, boom. Um, yeah, their second. Two points and two games behind Seattle. Uh, back at it after the San Jose defeat. Is Buanga the best striker in the league? I think so. I think moment. so. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's showing it every week. I think the quality is there. He's, he's a fantastic player. Portland three, Vancouver one. Uh, Evander, talking of strikers, um, he's only scored four this year, but uh, he scored two different types of goals. Uh, one in the area, a bit of fox in the box, and then one from outside the area. Uh, good win for Portland there, up to sixth. Uh, and that's it. That was all the action 
from this weekend in MLS. Um, chat to us. Tell us how your team's gone on. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, put it in the comments. I know a lot of you do. Uh, or if you're listening on your podcast provider, tweet us, Instagram us, at MLS UK Show. Um, have you agreed with what we've said? Is there something we've missed out on? Tell us. Uh, and uh, how are you rating your team's start to the season so far? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Okay, it's time for a. It's all quite heavy. Let's do a little bit of a uh, little bit of fun. Let's play a game, shall we? Um, it's time for another round of the Jason Christ is right. Yes. Um, it's basically the Price is Right. It's high or lower. You can play along at home. Uh, and playing today in the studio, Henry Hewitt. Come on down. <laughs> Welcome, Henry. Hi, everyone. Hi. Good to be here. Uh, Henry, how old are you, and what do you do? Uh, I'm 32 years old, and I talk about MLS for a living with you. Some job, that. Some job. Um, Okay, well, we're going to test your MLS knowledge. Been a couple of firings in the league in the last couple of weeks. Lost a few coaches. So I decided to look at MLS clubs and the amount of coaches they've had in their history. You've got to tell me uh, if it's higher or lower than the club before. Okay, are you ready to play? Let's go. Uh, the first one is Orlando City. Do you want to guess how many clubs they've had? Uh, how many coaches they've had so far? Uh, four. It is four. We're not including the interim coaches, otherwise we'll be here all day. Uh, so higher or lower than four? Philadelphia Union. Oh, it's got to be lower. Is that your final answer? Yeah. It is lower. Three. Yes. Jim Curtin been there for ninety-seven years. <laughs> uh, Higher or lower than three, RSL. Oh, higher. It is higher. Six. Uh, higher or lower than six, Portland Timbers. Ooh. Um, lower. It is lower. Only three. How yeah. have they only had three managers, the Portland Timbers? Uh, we will continue with New England Revolution. How many do you reckon? Oh, uh, I'm not going to predict how many, but I will say higher than three. It is higher than three. It's eight. Yeah. Uh, higher or lower than eight? TFC. Toronto. Um, lower, surely. It's higher. Nine. Wow. Nine okay. coaches for TFC and maybe soon to be ten. Sorry, Bob. Uh, higher or lower, finally, than nine San Jose Earthquakes. Oh, this is a tough one. They've uh, been around for quite a while. I'm going to go higher. It is higher. 12. Yes. It's good. It's good. I think you only got one wrong. It's not a bad effort. Thank you very much for playing. Henry Hewitt, we believe you that you talk about MLS for a living. <laughs> um, you know what? We have we flirted with other games, haven't we? But, you know, Jason Christ is right. He's the classic. Shame about the name, but... <laughs> Ironically, he's one of the four uh, at Orlando and one of the six at RSL. Yeah, of course. Um, right, there is midweek matches uh, in MLS this week. Uh, we'll try and get this podcast out before uh, the midweek matches. I've got to say as well, because I feel that, you know, there's a lot of you that listen to the podcast and, you'll, you know, we try and get it out on a Tuesday evening slash Wednesday morning or whatever. And, you know, I know that podcasting, uh, is part of people's routine. You know, you have your podcast you listen to. So I know that recently, like last week, it came out on Thursday or Friday. Mm. We are... we uh, Rumour rumor has it that's because another podcast you work on was more important. Well, we did a live show to 500 <laughs> people. So yeah, but... Um, <laughs> We, we have got work that, uh, you know, does get in the, you know, it does get in the way and uh, we love doing this and we will always try and get an episode out each week. But sometimes if it can't be out on the Tuesday, it will be out at some point before the weekend is just when we can get around to doing it. So thank you very much for everyone who listened and watched the episode on YouTube last week. And uh, yeah, sticking with us. It has so far been our most listened to and watched 
series so far so which is ridiculous because uh it's the worst we've ever done at getting together and actually doing <laughs> yeah. it so maybe we should take a hint we're normally a lot better than this <laughs> um so uh midweek matches before we look at our predictions for this coming weekend midweek matches include atlanta versus colorado Come on, Atlanta, jeez. Uh, Charlotte versus Chicago, Cincinnati, Montreal, Columbus, LA Galaxy, Orlando, NYCFC, Philadelphia VDC, Toronto, New York Red Bulls. <laughs> if Toronto lose that, gee. Uh, Dallas v Vancouver, Minnesota, Houston, and Nashville into Miami. Uh, there's also RSL Portland, LAFC versus SKC. And as you mentioned before, Seattle play Austin. Mm. Um, now the week, the the predictions week before, uh, we drew and we got really high scores of forty all. It's not going to happen this week. <laughs> it was tough going off the predictions we did on the last time, which was the Nigel Rio Coker episode. Want to hazard a guess at who won? You. Yes, it was. Um, I won. Uh, it ended up being twenty points to fifteen. Uh, you got three outcomes right. I got uh, three. Sorry, yeah, I got three, but I also said that Nashville beat Chicago 3-0 and they did. Wow. Which is actually, it's not that's not a 2-1, that's an impressive prediction. Yeah, nice. Uh, so I win 20 points to 15. Remember, if you get the right outcome, it's five points. If you get the right result, you get 10. So looking at this weekend's matches, it all kicks off with Charlotte versus Nashville. Elliot, what's your prediction? Uh, Charlotte v Nashville. Oh, that's actually really difficult. I'm going to say 2-1 Charlotte. Um, yeah, Charlotte have picked up form. I think they'll continue. I think they'll win. Uh, but I'm going to go 1-0. Quite a tight one. Cincinnati v Columbus is another tough one to call in the East. Um, but I'm going to say it's a 1-0 Cincinnati victory. Um, I'm going to go 1-1, oh, actually. No, I, I, can Hell I change you... mine? No. Oh, I think Columbus <laughs> are going to score. I was going to say 2 Hell is real, Derby. Uh, fiery occasions always. So I think with any actual rivalry, not these made-up ones that MLS do, I think I just tend to go for a draw. Uh, DC v LA Galaxy. <sighs> DC win this easy for me. 2-0. Um, yeah, mid... Uh, well, obviously, LA Galaxy... A game in the week away at Columbus and then going to DC. That's tough uh, on the travel. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go DC or win. I think 2 0. Uh, Miami host Orlando in the Florida Derby. Uh, two, no, 3 2 Miami. You'd have to go in Miami at the moment, but then Orlando will occasionally pull out a really away good wins, result. Away wins, much better away than home. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to go 2-1 Orlando. Okay. Although Martinez will score. Just because he's changed teams doesn't mean he won't stop scoring against Orlando. Uh, loves it, doesn't he? Um, New York Red Bulls versus Montreal. Um, that's a tough one, isn't it? 1-1. One, 2-1 one. Uh, Montreal. Philly v New England Revolution. Mm, big battle in the East a couple of years ago, this would have been. Um, it is now, to be fair. Philly on the comeback. I'm going to say... 2-1 Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, New England Revolution are playing really well, barring this weekend. Um, but Philly at home, I'd always I'd always go with Philly at home. So I'm going to go... I'm going to go 3-2 Philadelphia. Okay, Austin versus Toronto in a game neither side seems to want to win. 1-0 um, Austin. Scrape it. I'm going to do it. Go on. No, we don't like doing it, but I'm going to do it. 0-0. No, 0-0. No. No, no. Horrible. Um, Chicago against Atlanta. Easy. Easy. 3-1 Chicago. 2-1 Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dallas versus Houston in the Texas Derby. Dallas win. 3-1. Uh, yeah, Dallas win for me. 2-0. Colorado RSL, the uh, Rocky Mountain Derby. Mm. Um, Colorado to... RSL nil. 2-2. Two, two. Uh, St. Louis versus Kansas City. I mean, St. Louis have, have now not won in a month. Uh, yeah, a month. Which, so. which St. Louis will turn up and which SKC will turn up? Mm, I think St. Louis will win that home home atmosphere, home crowd will get them over the line. I think it'll be 2-0. 3-1 for me. Uh, LAFC in the California Classique against San Jose. Vengeance. Mm-hmm. 
and they will get it. LAFC will win 3 0. Uh, 2 0 for me. Portland v Minnesota. Ooh. Minnesota are actually better away than Portland are at home. Mm. But Portland 2 1. Um, 3 2. Portland. Cascadia Classic, Vancouver against Seattle. Seattle win. Oh, no, Vancouver score a lot at home. Seattle three, Vancouver two. Uh, right, okay. We, we've seen Vancouver pull a one nils out the bag in so many of these matches over the last few years. But I think it'll be 1-1. One, one. Okay. There we go. There are predictions. Let us know what you think. Um, give us your predictions at MLS UK Show. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or comment on uh, the video on YouTube and subscribe while you're there. Uh, right, before we go, we need to uh, round off with the reveal of the player for the Anton Watts game with a changing name. Yeah, so this is a player that's played in the UK and in MLS. Um, they started their career with Chelsea, which means they spent a lot of time on loan. Uh, Middlesbrough, Ostersund, Wickham, Sheffield United, Leeds United, Vitesse, Bristol Rovers and Rotherham, all while at Chelsea. At what point do you go, just let me just let me go? <laughs> um, they did, and they went to LAFC, um, then Huddersfield Town, and then 38 times for Exeter City this season. Hmm. Now, um, I'm just mainly going off the fact that I remember he played for Sheffield United. Mm-hmm. I remember he played for LAFC. Didn't know he played for Huddersfield, but I'm pretty sure now I've seen him against Exeter, Bolton v Exeter. Uh, is his first name Jamal? Yes. And his surname's Blackman? Yes. Uh, yes, got there in the end. And uh, after many, many clubs, there's only three of them that I can <laughs> link him with. Uh, well done if you got that right as well. Um, we'll do another one on the next main episode of the MLS UK show. Uh, I'm going to prepare my LA Galaxy style five fingers because Henry's going to tell you that you should definitely, definitely rate our podcast. Yes, if you listen on your podcast provider, whether it be Apple, Spotify, please leave us a rating, leave us a review if you can as well. But if you are going to do so, there's one rule and one rule only. Five stars only. It's LA Galaxy style or nothing. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, please subscribe as well. It really does mean a lot to us. Um, you can't leave us a rating on there, but tell your friends, share it. That would uh, That's like a rating. Only positively, though. Uh, five shares, LA Galaxy style. Uh, but that's it from us. We'll be back next week with another episode of Stoppage Time. I've been Henry Hewitt. And I've been Elliot Holman. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.